Welcome to Second Win, the podcast where we uncover the stories, methods, and modalities of women and men who have found their purpose while walking this earth. Sometimes they found their second win by accident, sometimes by hardship, and sometimes by intent. There is always something to learn from others and really isn't finding our own purpose what we are all looking for. I know I am. And that's why I'm hosting this very podcast. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire. Thank you for listening and let's get to it. Welcome Second Wind. I am bringing to you today, Jennifer Lackey of Storybook Weddings. And we have been trying, or I have been trying to get her on the show for, I don't know, a year and a half. And usually it's my fault as to why we are not meeting because something always is happening. And she's been so great and gracious because I knew that she would be okay if I'm bumping her. But anyway, you're fabulous and we're going to get you on and hopefully my daughter will show up because Jennifer is a wedding planner and she, her business is called Storybook Weddings. And when my daughter was about to get married, we wisely thought we probably needed help. Even though my daughter is a Google Docs queen and very, very organized, we thought it would be good to just have someone set us, you know, knowing the end goal and keeping us on some kind of a, a line of trajectory and keep us in line. So... There was a lot to learn, and there's a lot of facets in wedding planning. And we're all at that age in the second wind where perhaps we have our own children getting married or we're having second marriages. So I thought, well, this is a very good subject to broach on Second Wind the Podcast. So welcome, Jennifer, to Second Wind the Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I loved working with you and Erin, and I'm just so excited to be here. Well, thank you so much for your time and, and making the time again for me to do that. Well, you've been a little busy. New baby, all sorts of I know. things. <laughs> always things, but, you know, we're trying to figure that all out, too. But let's start with, you know, what makes somebody want to become a wedding planner? And as you and I just discussed, in the world of social media and what we see portrayed on TV and stuff, Wedding planners don't get a good rap in the movies and stuff. They're kind of like that person off to the side, the character you want to hate or the character that's making people mad or the wedding planner. And truth be told, my mother hired a wedding planner for my wedding that she was the mother of the girl that kept trying to steal my boyfriend at the time. Oh, oh is that a nightmare? Total nightmare. Horrible. And my mother freaking hired her her mother and I was like this isn't happening so like it was happening that could be a movie it could and and my my maid of honor was like I'm not listening to that you know what and I'm like okay it's just this whole thing yes we don't get a good rap or people you know people are either I'm married and I just not want to be a wedding planner and it's definitely not that easy so but we also have, I show up at rehearsal with bridal parties and they're like, oh, are you going to be mean to us? And I'm like, no, no, but it's not going to be mean. But they've had so many weddings and instances 
where church planners or wedding planners have just yelled at them and they've been at the end of their rope or not organized and they take it out on the bridal party. And so I think I think there's a lot of that. It is definitely a stressful job. It is a lot of pieces coming together, a lot of emotion, a lot of money. And families are crazy, not always in good crazy. So, but you remember in our first meeting, I always tell people, I'm like, tell me you're crazy. Go ahead and tell me all the skeletons in your closet, because if you don't tell me now, I'm going to find out on the wedding day and it's better for me to be prepared. Yeah. Like if, if somebody's going to show up at the wedding, that's like an ex or something that could cause a domino effect, I would. Well, let's start, Jen, with, I asked you, was there like a moment? Because you've been in the business for 18 years now. Was there a moment when you were like, yes, that's my path, a wedding planner? And you're like, no. And your answer was very surprising to me. I had no idea. <laughs> yes. Please tell us how this came to be. So I have truly always had a passion for weddings. Even as a little girl, I would go to the grocery store with my mom and she would let me pick out any magazine. And I always came home with Bride Magazine or one of the new Bride Magazines. I just loved them. And then if I was ever sick and my mom went to pick up my medicine at the pharmacy, she would bring home a whole slew of, you know, the latest magazines. And then as I got a little bit older, like 12 and 13, I started planning weddings. So I had binders, you know, for a fall wedding and a spring wedding and a crazy like outside, you know, just different elements. So I had all these binders in my rooms of all these weddings that I'd planned and then I just grew and grew. I knew that's what I wanted to do. I went to Auburn. And then as I was nearing graduation, I joined the Association of Bridal Consultants to get my accreditation. And so I worked through that through college and then came back to Atlanta for my first meeting. And I met Lisa Crowder, who um, started Storybook in 1998. And she graciously invited me to intern with her at a wedding that May. And so that was my very first wedding. And she laughed at me because I showed up and and these cute little heels. And she was like, you're going to regret that. So, but I made it all the way. And halfway through at dinner, she asked me to join the storybook team. And I was so excited. It was just absolutely everything I'd ever dreamed of. And I loved it. And then a couple of years later in 2004 or 2007, her husband got a transfer to Charlotte. And so I took over the company at that point. So I've been going strong ever yeah, since. that's not that. That wasn't that many years. No, it wasn't. So, and she was an awesome mentor. She was always available, you know, to answer any questions or, you know, coach me through anything. But she also 100% believed in me that she was like, you are just so prepared. You, you always know what to do. So, which is good. Was that a hard leap for you to go from being an employee to doing it yourself? And like the buck stopped with you now. Was that a not so much because we had always separated her weddings and my weddings. We didn't work in tandem. So I had always been on my own except those first couple that I worked with her. And then I immediately started booking myself. I think the hardest part is like bookkeeping on the back end, you know, as any business, you know, your financials and taxes and some of that was a little bit of a learning curve. So gotcha. Okay. So what all is involved in a wedding planner's job? A lot. For those of us who don't, because all we think is what we see, you know, you tootling around, talking to different people, and then the evening or the day is done, and we don't see you again. Well, and that's our hope. My hope for you is to be a guest at your daughter's wedding. So 
I want you to truly not think about contracts or times or things that were supposed to show up or any of those things. That is all on me. Basically, from start to finish, most of my clients book me about 12 to 18 months out. And at that point, like we, you know, pick venues and vendors and I'm there to hold their hand through everything. I do customize my packages personally. I know some planners are either all in or day of. I just feel like everybody has a little bit of a mix of what they want or need. And I want to come to you and meet you in the middle and not, this is my only package. So I do start with a day of package, which is just very basic. You book all of your own vendors and then I tie everything together, have a detailed timeline. I'm there for the rehearsal all the way through the wedding day until the very end. Anything above that is customized. Like if you've already picked your church, then obviously we wouldn't look for a church. We would look for a reception venue and your florist and things like that. And then I work in tandem with all of your vendors, booking those, you know, what meets your budget and your style and personality and those things. So, and then as we get closer, I work closer in with the vendors, making sure our timelines match and everything is coordinated. The week of the wedding, I touch base with all of the vendors one last time just to make sure that everything is set. Flavors haven't changed on the cake. Timing is still the same. Who's going to show up, get day of cell phones. And then I'm there to coordinate the rehearsal, the wedding, and all the way through to the reception. I pack everything up at the end of the night so you don't have to do anything at the end. So, But we also deal with a lot of snafus, you know, if a groomsman busts his buttons on his jacket or... Somebody needs a pocket square or a bustle breaks on a bridal gown or a vendor doesn't show up, God forbid, but it does happen. The good thing about working with Storybook is we've been in business over 20 years and we have a lot of great vendor recommendations and relationships. So if one of your vendors didn't show up, then more than likely we could find a replacement. So thankfully, I've only had that happen a couple of times. Yeah, what, what happens? That, that blows my mind. And it happened to me once in one of my charity events, one of my vendors forgot. They ended up pulling it together and getting there. But what do you do? Like, what, what was the one, what was the biggest one for you that didn't show up? The biggest one for me was a photographer. A bride had gone against my goodwill and I told her she wanted to hire this fashion photographer from New York. And a fashion photographer is not the same as a wedding photographer. They do not shoot the same. They don't know all the things to shoot. She was adamant. She loved his work. So I talked to him, talked to him. He'd flown in. I knew he was in town. We were at Christ the King in Atlanta. And Bride had already gotten ready. We were starting to get her in her dress. She still wasn't there. I've called and called and called. My assistant's called. He's not answering. And finally, I mean, there has to be some point that you just make that decision. And so I just pulled up, you know, in my phone, my favorite photographers and started calling. Luckily, I was on like the third call and they were like, I don't have a wedding today. Let me grab my gear and I'm on my way. Oh, my gosh. So they got there, started shooting. We got the bride in her dress. Everything was good. Her photographer showed up right as my bride was walking down the aisle. And he was livid that I had another photographer. And I said, you've missed two hours. I mean, you can't get those pictures back of, you remember Aaron's wedding, like that special moment of getting into the gown and those first moments putting the veil on. And he was like, I don't do that. So I don't do that. Yes. And so my bride chose to have him stay. We released the other photographer. She just comped the photographer I'd brought in for the couple hours that they were there in those images. So, so at least she does have them. Oh, no, we're, we're, 
It did. Yeah, it worked out. It worked so, out. yeah. Oh my gosh, the panic that ensues. So, how, like, give me an idea for those of us who don't know, how many hours would you say you put in to, I mean, the weddings vary, right? Yeah. So, so at least eight hours, usually 10 on the wedding day, and then a couple hours on the day of the rehearsal. I would say a typical wedding that's full planning is probably about 65 or 80 hours. And that's all my phone calls. That doesn't count my emails and, you know, correspondence and things like that, just simply because I don't even have time to track that. It's just trying to make sure I get it done and just respond to everything. Right. And how many do you have people on staff with you? I have a couple of assistants that I rotate in and out. I used to only have an assistant if I was at a two different venues like ceremony and reception just here recently just with the amount of guests the amount of bridal party I always have an assistant with me now I just rotate in and out I I usually I only have one unless a client recommends or requests that I have more I find that more people underfoot it's just harder to you know instruct them manage yeah okay wow so what happened to someone like you during COVID? <laughs> so I never stopped. We stopped having weddings. My last wedding was March 14th. That poor bride was the biggest trooper ever. God love her. Our headcount went from about 180 and it was just tick, 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 real slow. She ended up with about 60 something guests. She wanted to go ahead and with, go ahead with the wedding, so we did. And to this day, she's so thankful that she did, or else, you know, it would have been 2021 before they got married. And thankfully, the club was so gracious with her working with numbers and things like that. But it, it was hard. From that point on, I didn't have any more weddings until about July or August. But it was a mad rush of replans. So brides deciding... You know, I'm from Chicago and there's no way we can get there. We have to replay. And then trying to move out and push to a 2021 date and make sure all 12 to 18 vendors are all available on that same date to not lose a contract or money or all of that. So there were several. I have one that I replanned four times. It was just, it was just a nightmare. Yeah. And you, you, you can't, you don't change your rate. Like your rate's your rate, right? No, and I, on good faith, you know, I felt horrible for my clients. I didn't charge any of mine more, even though my work basically, I replanned for free, basically. But I just felt like we were all in this together. And I would rather somebody come out and say, oh my gosh, thank gosh for Jen. Like she was there and she helped us and she didn't nickel and dime us or charge us double the rate. So, because no one, no one asked for this. No. True story. <laughs> so I, I'm really curious. And I, and when we talked, I said, I, I really want to hear about like probably some weddings that you were part of that it was a nightmare for you. Of course, without names, right? Of course. I can't lose my job. Because we all figure, you know, we all want to be your perfect client. Well, I definitely want to be your perfect client. So what can you share? Yeah, I can share some different instances without going okay. into too much detail. I had a client years ago that just expect, expected the moon, 
didn't understand any boundaries. I had asked and asked, like, you can you can only call between nine and five, you know, and if it was six o'clock, that'd be okay. But she continued to call every night between, you know, two and five in the morning. And she would call my cell phone and then she would send an email and just no boundaries whatsoever. Very harsh. They have a little bit of a crazy story, which I won't I won't share. But looking back, there were a lot of red flags that I should have picked up on. But, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Sometimes when you're knee deep in it, you don't see all of those things. She didn't want to send out her invitations, just some other, you know, red flags like that. Um, she called so much during the middle of the night that, I mean, I ended up, you know, as you get older, you just don't turn your phone off in case your parents need you or your kids need you or any of those things if there's an emergency. And, you know, for the duration of her wedding, I had to just turn my phone off because she called so much, even after talking to her over and over about it. And it wasn't like she was a nurse working night shift and she was like, oh, let me just call Jen. She was just awake thinking about her wedding. She ended up calling the wedding off at the rehearsal. She called me the night before at two in the morning. What? Yeah. And and the phone was off. Yes. So I got the message at six the next morning and I called and she was like, the wedding's off. I just need you to cancel everything. And I just need to cancel everything the day of yeah, day the day before? of the rehearsal. And so I was like, well, I have to have it in writing, you know, legally. I can't just cancel a $75,000 wedding without it in writing to protect me, to protect your vendors. She did not send it to me until I was walking in the church. So I had to go in and tell all these people who had traveled in. No one was from here. So I had to go in and tell all of these people that the wedding was off. And Wait, so she didn't tell any of her guests. She just told you? She just told me. And she told me verbally, but legally that's not enough for me to cancel a contract. I need it in writing. And I said, you can either, you can just write it on a piece of paper and sign it and send me a picture of it. Like, it doesn't have to be a formal notarized letter. I just need something in writing that you're standing behind that I'm calling this off. And anyway, long story short, the groom still went to the reception with all the family. And then I worked, I felt horrible for them. I really did. Because you couldn't, because wait, wait, back up, Jen, because you couldn't actually call it off without losing everything, right? Because at that point, there is no. Well, and at that point, flowers are in. They've already been popped. You know, food is in. It's already been prepped. Like. There's no canceling right then. And so when I talked to them, she wouldn't really respond to me, but I talked to him and he said, you know, I'll just have a nice dinner with everyone and we'll just donate the rest of the food to food shelters and, you know, we'll, we'll do what we can. And I worked really hard trying to cancel what I could on good faith with my relationships, you know, for working with these people for years. And I ended up getting them about $28,000, $30,000 back, which with less than 24-hour notice is pretty amazing. But about six weeks after the wedding, I got a phone call from them saying that they were furious that they had had to pay the rest. Even though the, the products were used? 
even though the products were used, even though I got them almost $30,000 back, you know, and he, the groom said, well, you didn't show up on the wedding day. I was just flabbergasted. I'm like, there wasn't a wedding day. I worked behind the scenes. And, and that's what I try to tell people. Just because you don't see me out front and you don't have an email from me dictating everything that I've done doesn't mean I'm not working behind the scenes. I do a ton of stuff, you know, behind the computer, on the phone. And I did the same for them in good faith. And they just weren't very gracious. It was it was just just not a good experience. But but I've had lots of others with crazy instances. I had, you know, a bride's shoe, like her heel, like broke straight off right when she was about to walk down the aisle. I had a groom's. Oh, my gosh. Front teeth fall out right before he was a football player. And I talked to my dentist about it later because I was like, what happened? And he said, when you're nervous, you salivate more. And so because he had he had false teeth from a football injury, he was super nervous. And so I guess it just made his teeth fall out. But we fixed it. We fixed it. We got denture cream and glued him back in. He was good to go. You carry denture cream now? Oh, that one I didn't. So um, we did pause the ceremony. Thank goodness there was a CVS right across the street. And so my assistant jetted over and got it. And so we were only delayed. Guests didn't even know what happened, which was awesome. But we were at a great church and the pastor like stalled for another minute. So that is amazing. That says a lot. And if you can Get something done that could have been catastrophic for the person it happened to. And no one knew. No one was the wiser. Which, side note, the whole kitchen area of our venue had flooded. Right? Yes. Yeah. I had no idea. And I didn't, I, you know, was it the champagne? I don't know. But I didn't notice that my gal, who was the caterer, was like she had a long dress on and I I wouldn't recommend a long dress ever in a situation like that but she had a long dress on and she was kind of holding it up a little bit and I didn't even know it was kind of dark it's outside that it was wet because she was laughing around in this flood and I had no idea no one knew there was a flood in the kitchen but you knew yes and my daughter didn't know none of the guests knew which just shows, because if I had known, you know, I would have been upset. Like, what do you mean the pipe is broken? What do you mean nobody's come to fix it? I don't understand. We're paying all this money. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I would have gone down that rabbit hole, hopefully tactfully and well. But who knows? You're, it's high emotion. It is high emotion. And my number one goal, like I said, for you to be a guest, you don't want your guests to know there's a busted pipe in the kitchen. You know, and more importantly, I don't want you to come away from Aaron you know, and miss dinner or miss the bouquet toss or miss any of those things for worrying about something that I can handle behind the scenes. Right, right. Have you ever had, which I appreciate, thank you very much. Have you ever had someone show up at a wedding that maybe shouldn't have or that caused a cray-cray kind of situation? Not so much. I've had a lot of family dynamic issues. I had some moms that, just a mom and a daughter that did not get along. We were at a big hotel in Atlanta. I literally had to separate them into two bathrooms. They were throwing shoes at each other and yelling and cussing. And I'm like, this is your wedding day. Calm down. But again, you just, 
You had to separate them like little kids? Yes. It was It was very Oh, that's embarrassing. Well, but again, you never know. You and Aaron have a lovely relationship, but not not every bride has that relationship with her mom. And, you know, the added stress of people watching, the added, you know, all sorts of those things. That was in public? That was happening in, in public? It wasn't in public. It was in the getting ready. So thankfully, it was just bridal party in there. And they were good the rest of the day. But I, I did have a, a very tough heart to heart with the mom, which is hard. I mean, I'm not super old, but, you know, sometimes it is hard to have conversations with people older than you and be like, look, today is not the day. You need to take it down. And she was not happy with me at first. But I, told her, I said, when your daughter looks back, do you want her to remember this? Or do you want her to remember her wedding day? Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. What's been the most, it is crazy. What has been the most challenging thing for you in this industry, would you say? Honestly, I will say recently, since COVID, it has been much more challenging. A lot of vendors went out of business. You know, they just couldn't weather the storm. So that's huge. You know, I mean, small businesses, you know, if this was their bread and butter and they couldn't, they couldn't weather 18 months with, without income and without working. And that's been challenging. But there's also been a new dynamic that I, I try to forewarn all of my clients from the initial appointment on that things are going to happen. Pipes are going to bust. You know, I can't control the weather. Things do happen. You have to take it with a grain of salt and enjoy your day. All right. So what has been the most gratifying thing in this business? The most gratifying is definitely the day of. I know a lot of planners as they progressed in the business that they hand off the day of to, you know, assistance and things like that. I'm not willing to give up the day of because I love it. It's everything coming together and seeing my clients get married and all the pretties. And I just, I love it. Even though that's the longest day, is the day of. It is. It is definitely long and it is definitely stressful. And it is, you have to be 100% on point. So it's not something that you can be half thinking about the Auburn football game and paying attention. Right. So without further ado, we have the bride on with us. Hello, Erin Louise McGuire. Mark, how are you? Oh, good. And oh, the I get both okay. of you. They're driving. They take this this podcast so seriously. So seriously. However, I wanted to share with the Second Wind audience kind of my daughter's perspective and my perspective. And then I'd love to hear your perspective on that. So that people know that hiring a wedding planner can be the most amazing use of your time and money ever. Ever. Well, thank and my you. husband really didn't want to do it. My husband did not want to do it. He goes, I don't understand why you need that. Even my daughter, right, Erin? You didn't think we needed it either. You're like, I don't even want to have a pretty flower because it costs too much. Yeah, that's true. So, Erin, welcome to Second Win the Podcast. And then please tell us about your experience being a bride having Jen as your wedding planner. Oh, man. Um, okay. Yeah. So basically, basically it was, uh, me not wanting to spend any money on anything ever. Um, and then 
kind of reluctantly meeting with you and then getting to know you a little bit and realizing, oh my gosh, I need a wedding planner so, so badly. There's so many things that come up that you don't think of or don't know to ask for or know that you want until someone brings it to your attention. And it can be very, very overwhelming. So just having someone who's done it before and is able to kind of navigate that with the vendors and with the other people was so helpful because I didn't know what to ask for. I didn't know, I didn't want to be like demanding or rude and get that like bridezilla kind of like demeanor about me. So I really was kind of relying on someone else to be the bridezilla for me. So I could be <laughs> happy. And you were never bridezilla. <laughs> I, was, I was so afraid of like being too demanding and then like, eventually getting to a place where I was like, you know what, it's my day. Like I can ask what I want to ask for and get what I want out of this day. And you helped me do that. So that was really nice. It was. And for me, I didn't really want to be involved other than be supportive. And I could be. And my daughter would send me the Google Docs and said, have you looked at the Google Docs? I'm like, I don't even know how to open them. So no, I have not. It's, and I had 100% faith in you, Jen, putting it all together. Thank you. For us. And I, I would say, yeah, I was a guest at my own wedding and for my daughter's wedding. At my wedding, I wasn't even a guest. I wasn't involved in anything. And it was my mother's party. I can honestly say it was my mother's party. My father said in the beginning, hey, if you want to get stuff and make this wedding good just do everything your mother says basically so and I didn't want that for my daughter yeah but I didn't want that for my daughter so I wanted her to make all the decisions and her to kind of you know and I knew I'm lucky because I have a daughter that is more than frugal and respectful of your money which is important because you can be frugal but not respect that hey mom and dad are handing you you know 30 50 100 grand and and you do. It is a give and a take. Yeah. So I got to be a guest. And by the end of the wedding, I wanted to hit the replay button. I'm like, can we please do this again? Well, good. That is what I want. So it was so amazing. You know, I mean, Erin is super organized and she, she was amazing to work with. It's like I tell families that Erin's never thrown a party of this caliber. And so that you know, is it with the limelight on her a hundred percent. And so that is a lot of pressure and a lot of money and a lot of stress to make those decisions and talk to vendors. And Erin's super pro professional. She's easy to talk to. I mean, she didn't have a problem. I know there were a couple of times she was like, I want you to tell that vendor I don't want them, <laughs> you know, cause you didn't, you didn't want that part, which is, which is, that's okay. And again, that's where I come in to, you know, be the bad guy or to tell you like, hey, look, I would focus this money here or which I didn't have to have that conversation with you. But I know um, you did have to tell me that I'd have to convince your dad initially. And I usually tell oh, people yeah, that, uncomfortable. that are on the fence that you wouldn't that. build a custom home without a builder. And if you think about a wedding like that, I mean, of course, it's not as much as a home, but today it's quite substantial. And, um, you know, you think about it like that, you wouldn't build a custom home without, you know, at least a general contractor on hire to make sure that all of your vendors showed up and that everybody's doing everything that they've been hired to do. So 100% true. Aaron, what was the 
the best or the biggest takeaway you had from having Jen do this wedding? Honestly, it was people coming up to me in the next few days after the wedding and being like, oh my gosh, did you know this happened? Did you know that happened? Did you know the kitchen flooded? Did you know this? Well, good. Did you know this vendor was late? Did you know this, 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 this? I was like, nope. <laughs> I thought it was, I literally thought every single moment of that entire day was seamless and perfect. And I was like, well, we just pulled off the perfect wedding and nothing went wrong ever. And it's great. That come to find out the next day, like, oh, your brother almost didn't make it to the wedding. He was like, couldn't get it there. <laughs> like, the kitchen flooding, you know, just just bunch of different things. And like, oh, they didn't cut the cake. I had to go back there and cut the cake. Like, no one cut the cake. Oh, yeah. Just like so many different things that I had literally no idea was going on at all. I literally thought the day was completely flawless and perfect. And I was like, they said it couldn't be done. <laughs> It can't be done because there are things that go wrong, but I had no idea. So that was cool to not know. It's wonderful. And also all the compliments, all these people that came from out of town, especially all these people we've known, we were fortunate because she married someone whose his parents have been my friends for years and years and years. And so it was like, we're already friends. So it was super simple to, she bought flowers. She was tell me your f pattern so I can get the same kind of flowers and then we can reuse them. Like it was, it was just perfect for me to have one of my friends be the other mother. And also all these people that, yeah, all these people coming who have been to a lot of weddings and a lot of really highfalutin kind of money, money, money weddings said this was one of the best weddings they had ever attended. And they weren't just saying that because they didn't ask. Like, they don't have to say that. So, and I'm, I'm going to attribute that to you, Jen, for sure. Definitely. Because it's all on wedding time. Well, and guests will tell you what went wrong. I mean, that's the first thing. For whatever reason, you would think guests, your friends would want to be like, oh, no, let's not tell her that. But they do. After the wedding, they want to share with those, you know, that. Oh, did you know this crazy thing happened? And I don't think they they don't mean it malicious, but sometimes it's just a point, you know, to discuss or whatever. But when they truly come to you and say, What's insider information? Yes. You miss out on all the dirt. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, you guys had so much fun. Aaron danced the night away. It was it was just awesome. It was really good. Um, and I really wanted to get this together and share and and I really just wanted people to know. And anybody who's in and around the Atlanta area should hire you, Jen, for sure. I know you're super busy and you're trying to balance it with your family. You have a daughter who's, is she a senior in high school? She is. She's a senior. So you're going to have events during, well, we just talked about that. You said there's no real season anymore for a wedding. So there's not. Um, so honestly... Any month, any day does game, even Thursdays and Fridays, people are getting married on, which whatever works. Um, but so for her graduation, I have taken several weeks off next May just to make sure I don't miss any of the fanfare, <laughs> which is hard because, you know, um, I just miss homecoming and I missed prom last year because the school doesn't, they don't give me those dates 18 months in advance and I'm already booked. 
Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. But it's good. My girls are resilient. And it's like my mom likes to tell them that, you know, you're seeing that your mom is living her dream and she's built this amazing company and and you can do that. So they're they're good sports. I just get them ready in the morning and do hair and makeup. And then a husband is a trooper and takes lots of pictures and does all the the sweet daddy things. So <laughs> that's fabulous. So Jen, how can people get in touch with you? What do they need to know? Yes. So you can get in touch with me through my website, um, stbkweddings.com. Um, I'm, that's my hashtag and everything on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, basically anything. Um, you can email or call me. It's perfect. And go to Instagram and check out her photos. They are gorgeous. Thank you. You'll get to see lots of Aaron too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see Aaron on there is perfect. So thank you so much for your time, Jen and Aaron. Yes. And thank you, Aaron, for popping in. But Aaron just had a baby seven weeks ago. This is what can happen. And she looks amazing. Little baby Clara. Yes. So happy weddings create happy babies, perhaps. Yes. And that's the best part. Even though after the wedding day, I'm usually sad because, you know, I've worked so closely with my families and it's like we've become family and friends. And then after the wedding, it's like, no, I don't get to talk to them every day. What is happening? But then I get to see and watch them have babies and their families grow. And it's just the storybook family continues to grow. It's sweet. Oh, I love that. Yes. Well, thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you for your time. And until next time, breathe in your second wind. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile made you think and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.